Um, so do I have a funny story? I don't actually think I have one. Do you have one, Bill Morris? I mean, I do. So yesterday I went to a haunted house, mm-hmm. 13th floor in Houston, all the way up in North Houston. Mm-hmm. And we try and we went out and we went to the haunted house. I mean, the first thing we got in, I brought a clear backpack. So I just quickly went through and then we were just chilling out there and there's a werewolf with a chainsaw. Okay. And we're just debating, should we use the bathroom? Cause it was only porta potties. And then I looked to see where my brother star dragon SD was. Um, he just ran to the porta potties like, nope. <laughs> And of course, my partner, Breezium, he was like, oh, you know, I have a gamer bladder. I'm thinking, you know what, screw it. I'm going to use the bathroom. I should have used it at in and out And also, I tried in and out overrated. All right. That's that's the real horror for Californians. How dare you say that to them? <laughs> I mean, the fries are fried in sunflower oil. One thing I learned, don't use sunflower oil when frying up fries. So we went in there and, you know, this giant creature first came out. And I was like, that is so fake. It's not going to touch me. I'm thinking, come at me, bro. And then some dude jumped out, two tasers in hand. I just took off running. (laughs) I didn't expect the dude to come at me. And then also another part of the dollhouse is, man, just minding his business. I'm thinking, he's winding something up. I don't trust this. I'm just going to walk ahead and not see what's in his hand. And then I heard a chainsaw right behind me. And I waited for my partner, my brother, for a good a couple seconds the brother came at me and he's like your boyfriend's dead <laughs> wait another couple moments he just left them there and they're like you so you're just gonna leave me there but my brother pointed out well if the shoe was on the other foot would you do the same he said yes and they have five but the scariest moment was eating in and out burgers are okay the fries uh-uh. water burger not the, not not the way this girl said scariest part eat in and out hands down what a what a terrible decision i made. yeah so definitely whataburger in and out that's my hot take come at me this is the hill i would die on All right. And with that, welcome back to Confrontation of Millennials. I'm Nikki Alley. And I'm Belle Mars. Um, and today is the day where we're just chilling and telling you about all of the things that we like that are spooky or like, you know, um, taboo in some way, shape or form. But first, we have to play everyone's favorite news game. Yay or nay. Yay, Yay or nay. You probably think of a jingle for that. We listen, get your boyfriend on it. Um okay, so earlier this week, DC, that it stands for Detective Comics, talk comics, and not for the District of Columbia, announced <laughs> that its new Superman character, John Kent, the son of Clark Kent and Lois Lane, is bisexual. Woohoo! All the bisexuals Yay. do a dance. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um a couple of weird nerds appear to be angry about this development on the internet um in like including Dean Kane who just so y'all know I've never heard of him before but he used to be a superman actor um uh, I don't know which superman like film or something he acted in but he was one so okay <laughs> cool I guess but he apparently was like oh, 
I won't stand for this. And it's like, okay. Um, but I honestly saw more people reacting to the tweets of outrage than the actual tweets of outrage. <laughs> so my question is, uh, as far as um, in terms of LGBTQ plus allyship, is it necessary to call out every slight on, in the community? I'm thinking, no, that would just become really, really exhausting, especially for LBGT, just hitting people over with a chair every time they say have something homophobic. I mean, it feels good in the moment, but I'm just thinking they may just double down their homophobic beliefs. Um, so I don't think it's probably right. I mean, is it probably like a cash grab or get attention getter, just thinking, oh, let's just slap someone and make them gay or bisexual just to get people talking. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It probably is. But thing is, it's jo- is the son of Clark Kent. And thing is, with superheroes, is a title. Um, same thing with 007, because recently I watched with my family, No Time to Die, mm-hmm. was 007 is a Black woman in it. Uh, but it's still James Bond. And I mean, this may be a controversial take. I'm just going off on a tangent here. Like, I think James Bond could be any race, but keep him male. But uh, if you want to have a female James Bond, just probably make another character entirely. Hmm. So I think if you want to have like an LBGT character, maybe because the, um, their sexuality isn't part of their character. If it could, you can play around with it. Same right. thing with like race, maybe gender depends because any superhero title is just a title. Mm-hmm. It's not the person. So they're not making Clark Kent gay. Right. Fair. That's a good point. Um, yeah, I feel like y'all are probably just bringing more attention to this by talking about it than by just kind of letting it. It's a it's a comic book, y'all. Like there are like way more important things. And I understand that everybody has their own like hill that they, you know, will stand on just like Belmars apparently hates in and out and she will stand <laughs> on that hill forever. You are if you're a comic book fan and like you are really like you know into the characters and you're like canon then okay i understand like this is your hill to die on and if you're a comic book fan that's like you need to be more accepting of the changes in society then yes that's the hill you'll die on but like black trans women are dying okay like like we have like way more important like issues to worry about than who John Ken is kissing. Okay. Um, yeah. so and I think also at the same time, why people say, oh, I don't want to politicize my comic books, even though comic books always in it itself as a right. medium has always been political. Mm-hmm. Like it's weird when y'all say that shit. When y'all are like, like when y'all say things like celebrities shouldn't have opinions, like political opinions or like um, comic books or your media, it's like, but everything is a political everything can be skewed politically like i don't understand like issues like you can't just avoid them forever like they've been cartoons like just the other day i was watching uh i was watching this really this old avengers like cartoon that came out when Mm -hmm. we were in high school yeah and like at some point it like a lot of the episodes have to do with the bad guys being a part of the government you can't say that's not political because like hello like when like general ross is like the is hunting like down you know the hulk because he thinks he's a monster like how that's not that's not how's that not political but it's just kind of like when y'all say things like that y'all just sound inept and 
like you don't understand how society works like art mirrors society mirrors and society mirrors art so it's like it's unavoidable so i mean is it probably a cash grab yes making they wanted some buzz like a whole bunch of different dc like things are coming out like they just had like they just had an announcement that i think a new batman is coming out and like they're working on a couple of different things so of course they're gonna throw in oh my god yeah here's something controversial for you you angry nerds at home to sniff on woohoo yeah (laughs) and so now y'all are giving credence to this washed up i've never heard of dean kane i have no idea what he does now (laughs) you're giving this credence to this washed up like superman actor like he's important and he's not so it's just kind of like you could have left it alone you could have let these people these five people simmer about the fact that john kent like likes to kiss dudes and ladies and then just went about your merry way and just been all like this is what you can do you can fight you can fight with kindness you can kill them with kindness right like if you don't want like the the homophobia to show up then just tweet a whole bunch of things being like oh my god i'm so glad that y'all like are diversifying your cast the end. Right. And then like nobody sees that shit. Like <laughs> so that's what you can do if you feel like you must say something cuz I don't want to take that away from people because I feel like again if it's your hill and you're on it and you're like I'm going to die here then like you know what fine but like you can die there by killing them with kindness. You can take that right. that way. So um yeah that's I mean that's that's it y'all. It's just a character. He'll probably right. be like asexual, like, you know, in the next like reboot of the whole entire franchise or something like you just like. Yeah, it could just be a one shot, just a one thing they experimented with, because I know, but probably as we know, they may be controversial, but in the end, maybe a great part of the series, because I remember hearing about with Miles Morales, people hated Miles Morales, like, oh, you're just cat grabbing because, you know, black president at the time when he came. But then now, Miles Morales is one of the most beloved characters of the series. He has his own video game. He has his own movie that won an Oscar. So hopefully they'll probably be intertwined within the canon thinking, oh, I like his son too. Well, I like Clark Kent. And we'll all forget about it. Yeah, we'll all forget about it. We will all move on by the next retcon, y'all. It'll be all okay. <laughs> um, speaking of wanting to retcon something, um fat joe took to blue ivy's internet earlier this week to make a parallel that doesn't make sense to me so i'm gonna see what you think um he says that the baby you know that man who said that a pushy smell like water like you know a couple months yeah. ago that guy he said that he's the 2021 version of tupac how do you agree with that sentiment or, or not Let oh me. hell no because when i think of tupac tupac was a very well-spoken dude because mm-hmm. he's very smart educated and and he also rapped about other stuff so he was a uh, tupac as a whole was very much an educated dude and yeah he may have that thug life exterior because he did mm-hmm. live a hard life like his mom was born in jail but he learned his history about the black panthers and everything um so and yeah i think probably hip-hop as a whole may be homophobic or a lot of other issues but he even say why do we make the um because Tupac said, why do we make a race of babies that hate the ladies that make the babies? So, I mean, he was right. So, and I mean, I can't really see the baby as being poetic. 
Yeah. Um. So this is insulting to Tupac. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just gonna say that like right off the bat. You know, like this is insulting to Tupac. Uh, I don't. Y'all are. If that man, you know, there are like whispers about him not being dead. Regardless, if he's in his grave or he's alive, he's rolling around just like in like just like why? Why would you compare me? It's just that's. I mean, and like just comparing careers, the baby does not have nearly like because again, I'm not a hip hop head. Like I don't know or a rap head. Like I don't know a lot. But like I have been, I have grown up hearing about Tupac. I probably listened to some of his music because my brothers used to drive me around everywhere, and of course they played rap all the freaking time. And (laughs) so like I. The baby again has not had nearly as long as a career t- as Tupac had, and he didn't have nearly as influential of, of a as a of a career as Tupac had. Like this man literally like got on stage and said and insulted like three groups of people in like less than three sentences. <laughs> Why would you compare that? to someone who literally everyone knows even if you don't know anything about rap you know Tupac because he's that influential and his career was that like uh it made that much of an impact like that's an insult to Tupac and that's giving the baby way too much because I'm pretty sure Tupac never got um disavowed by anybody that he like had a you know had like a um what's the word I want to say like that he featured with or something like that like Dua Lipa um Meg the Stallion like people left or right are like mm, yeah Little Nas because I think he also I'm not sure if Little Nas X also did a song with the baby or maybe Little Baby I'm not sure which one yeah but I'm just saying like it's not like Tupac ever got like you know, just like, I don't know that man, like, like the baby is getting right now. And, and I'm pretty sure we wait another year, the baby is going to fade into obscurity. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Because the only thing I can think of that's controversial that Tupac did say, I mean, he did criticize Quincy Jones for always marrying white women. I don't see the also- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, The man has opinions. It sounds like he loved black women. So like, that's all that I'm getting out of that. Yeah. So then Quincy Jones daughter, I think one of his daughter from his several marriages of white women. I mean, yeah, (laughs) I need to stop bragging on Quincy Jones saying he criticized them, but then they put that bury the hatch and they were engaged at a time because Tupac, I think died around 25 because he was a really young dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, that man did like way more in his short life and the baby has done his entire career like it's just it's insulting like and I and I didn't look at the the whole thing because I was just like I don't feel like hearing another Nakers nonsense about you know <laughs> like what his opinions on rap is like go away go sit down somewhere and think about your actions okay exactly. weirdos um speaking of black men and being forced to talk about them um i have to bring up sports again this week i can't believe y'all are doing this to me because uh kyrie irving that basketball player that one of my little cousins is unfortunately named after uh, reminded us this week that his brain is as flat as his flat earth theory um after he decided that he wasn't going to comply with new york city's vaccination rules after you know deciding not to get a vaccination 
Um, probably because he thinks it's gonna mess with his DNA or something like other hoteps. Who knows? Mm. Um, but according to the Brooklyn Nets, he will not be able to participate with the team. That means practices or games until he follows those rules. Um, it probably upsets some people. I don't care about them. What I want to discuss is the potential similarities between like the treatment of Colin Kaepernick and Kyrie Irving as far as like expressing personal uh freedoms and um belief systems and being punished for it um do you feel like both the situations are similar enough that it's a fair use of private companies exercising their rights to basically like punish their workers as they see fit or what have you i mean considering we're both in like work at an at will employment place where they can release you for anything they want as long as it's not a basis of race gender religion etc etc i mean i guess the nba and both the nfl are both within their right to ban it i mean it sucks ass especially for kopenick and i guess also Kyrie too um but i'm thinking with colin kaepernick i mean he i well i sympathize more with colin kaepernick than i do with Kyrie for, for sure so i'm thinking they are within their right uh to do whatever they want with the company wise. I mean, they suck that it doesn't, and it does suck that, okay, if you just want to play, you can just play. Um, but I guess legally they're both within their right. I mean, even though I think what Kari stand for is kind of stupid, uh, good luck. <laughs> um, yeah, I have to concur. Uh, obviously I think that it's kind of dumb as far as Colin's case, because, See, this is the fundamental difference. Kyrie Irving is making a decision based upon personal and selfish beliefs, right? He's putting public health of his teammates at risk because, again, his head is flat. I don't know what you want me to say. Um, But, and then Colin Kaepernick was trying to fight for the rights and freedoms of an entire race of people. And so like, that's, that's, it's a major difference, obviously, but I brought up the question because, you know, um, people probably, again, I didn't look, I know they did though. They probably argued the idea that like, oh, well, it's fair because it's happened to Colin, but what do you mean? <laughs> and so yeah. it's just kind of like, you know, um, just wanted to get everybody's thoughts on that um but yeah i mean it although i do feel like Kyrie irving is not getting as severe as pun- a punishment as colin kaepernick did considering he literally again is you know tried to uh uh the health of his teammates was in jeopardy so i just yeah and i know with colin kaepernick he does want to play football um versus just Kyrie thinking okay i'm not gonna do it because it goes against my beliefs I mean, of course, I want to question those beliefs thoroughly because, you know, where are you getting this information that, yeah, I understand you don't trust mainstream media, but why is those alternative sites more trustworthy than mainstream media? Right. Because I understand everyone has like a political lens because, you know, because of I'm going to blame Ronald Reagan's ass (laughs) with the repeal of the fairness doctrine back in the 80s. And then that's why we get political pundits. Um, so I am curious how he does his research, but I won't say it's a one-to-one comparison. Yeah, it definitely isn't. Um, and he probably does his research the same way Nicki Minaj does her research. Um, and that is talking to her brother's cousin about his testicle. 
um if she's oh, like cousin's friend cousin's friend <laughs> now you make everyone a trinidad look bad i know right poor trinidad and tobago um anyway uh yeah i just listen Kyrie, you can't play dude and i don't feel bad for you um <laughs> i can't i don't have it in me um speaking of people i don't feel bad for uh, the Catholic Church came up again this week because they will not leave me the fuck alone. Um, specifically, the Archbishop over military services declared that the Catholic troops should be able to reject the vaccine if it would violate the sanctity of their conscience. That's a direct quote. He said that from his own lips. Um, this goes directly against the opinion of the Pope, who declared that getting a vaccine was, again, direct quote, an act of love. Um, considering that the, that in Catholic tradition, the Pope is said to be the closest to God that you are ever going to get, um, at the time anyway, um, are descending opinions among the church considered to be acts of disobedience against God himself. (laughs) Well, I thought everyone has their own personal relationship with God, but I mean, I know it's been a while since I read the Bible, but I don't think there's any scripture that says you cannot get a vaccine. Because a lot of these people to at least go into service to travel internationally through airplane, you have to be vaccinated for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So I'm just thinking it's probably for ego. And I think especially in, I want to say America, maybe in other countries too, mm-hmm. people like to weaponize their faith to get out of stuff. Because mm. um, I understand, okay, if you're Jewish or Muslim, you can't eat pork or do other things, but saying, oh, I can't get a vaccine considering like all major faiths like the Dalai Lama say get vaccinated, the Pope say to be vaccinated, a lot of Muslim, uh, Islamic scholars of the religion say to get vaccinated. I don't see why we shouldn't. So I just think a lot of people are just weaponizing their faith to get out of getting the vaccine for one reason or the other. Try to say, oh, it's against my personal beliefs. And I guess it's quicker to say, oh, it's against my religion to get out of it. Like, oh, I'm not an asshole, it's just my personal beliefs. But I think people use it for a lot of things. Like, they justify their homophobia or the fact people get married or cheating, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, it's my faith. This is what God told me to do. Listen, um, I think it's all, it's, I think it's interesting, right? Like yeah. that, um, you know, there now maybe this happened with other, I feel like this probably did happen with like, I think one other Pope, like some, like people really just did not like that man. And like, they were like dissenting with him left and right. But I think that's interesting that when we have a Pope now, I by no means think Pope Francis is like the bee's knees or whatever. Like he's the best thing to ever happen, but he's a little more progressive than, pretty much every other pope that's ever been in office right stationed right right? so i think it's really interesting that as soon as somebody goes even slightly against your conservative views not saying he's liberal because nobody said that but like as soon as he slightly deviates like he's in moderation like all of a sudden left and right y'all are like oh but well um if you don't want to get it you don't have to get it like you know like left right. and right y'all are like oh but we don't agree with this and we don't agree with that let us not forget that like the pope isn't like a bloodline y'all he's elected right. like he's there because uh, y'all it's your fault like, like <laughs> that pope friend so like are you trying to say the man pulled the wool over your eyes like i didn't know that he was going to be this damn progressive until he got there like it and it just it's like 
he said so he goes as an act of love which is a really important like right of like christianity in general love thy neighbor so it's really interesting that y'all literally would go against what most people call the golden commandment to be all like oh but you know if it goes against your conscience bitch what conscience (laughs) when god strikes you down with lightning then what are you gonna say (laughs) well people can always choose to interpret it because we think a lot of religions are like up to interpretation just thinking Oh, they struck me down with lightning because I was tolerant of lesbianism. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, but, you know, I just I just think it's interesting that y'all are like, you know, that y'all are so picky about what things that you agree with and that you're so vocally against this pope when he makes the most sense. I'm just saying, like, mm, it don't look quite right to me. I'm side-eyeing it. Um, but I guess I didn't even answer my own question. Do I think it's a direct disobedience to God? Um, I mean, you could argue technically that God gave um, the scientists the ability to create the vaccine. So, yes, it is a direct disobedience to God not to get it. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of the funny story about a guy who was drowning and he's and he was praying to God to save him. A guy in a boat came and say, hey, I'm trying to save you. Like, no, thanks. God would save me. So then he's struggling. And then another guy with the boat came and say, hey, you need some help. Like, no, thanks. God would save me. And then a person in a helicopter came and he said, hey, I'm trying to save you. Like, no, thanks. God would save me. And the guy drowns and he goes back to heaven to meet God. Like, God, how come you didn't save me? He said, you idiot. I send you two boats and an airplane and a helicopter to save you. So maybe this may be God's way of like working through people. Right. But you know, y'all will see what you want to see. So, you know, natural selection at work. <laughs> natural selection at work. Um, Speaking of people who are just naturally better than that was a bad segue. Megan the Stallion <laughs> wants you to know that not going to Popeye's to try her new hottie sauce is also a sin. Okay. Not getting the vaccine and not trying her hottie sauce. A sin. Genius. I went to Popeye's. (gasps) Did you get hottie sauce? Is it out yet? (sighs) I'm not sure if it's out yet, but I just went to get me a chicken sandwich. I see. Advertisement. Advertising. (laughs) Sponsor us, Popeye's. Um, The rapper teamed up with Louisiana's fastest chicken brand to formulate her own sauce and merch line, (laughs) unlike these other rap makers who just got meals put together. Take that. Yeah, (laughs) take that offset. (laughs) It's the weedie. It's the weedie and the Migos. (laughs) It's also said that this partnership will lead to several new openings of Popeye's restaurants in the future because that girl, you know, the hot girl coach is a franchisee and blooming restauranteur. Okay, she said, I don't just want a hot sauce. I want it all. I want it all. Um, (laughs) That's right. Do you think this surely much more costly strategy is more effective than the short-term branding options other fast food chains employ? And also, are you going to visit a Meg the Stallion Popeyes? 
I would love to visit a Meg the Stallion Popeyes. And on top of that, I think it's a smarter move. And I do like with these new head rappers, as they say, they think more just not just about a music. They think more about long term strategy because she's going to be graduating from college this year from TSU. Um, she's getting her own line. She has like tons of partnerships and thinking, OK, it's not just a temporary thing. I'm thinking long term. Mm-hmm. So get a franchise. So Popeyes are everywhere. It's open every day. I'm like Chick-fil-A. That's right. She said, I'm the hot girl coach <laughs> and I'm here <laughs> and I'm here at Popeyes to get my bread. Um, I agree. Uh, I think it's, a it's really, uh, I mean, and like Meg the stallion as a, as a face of Popeyes just makes so much sense to me. <laughs> like it's not, it's not like I heard about this and I was like, what? No, I was like, that sounds right. Make the stallion making your own hot sauce and running a Popeyes. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. Um, I think it fits in with her branding. Um, I think she's, um, I think she's thinking about, you know, because while yes, you would like to be a hot girl and like break it down on the stage for the rest of your life. One day your knees won't work the way that they're supposed to. And so you need a fallback plan, you know, after you gain all your money from being like, you know, that bitch. So a Popeye's like a lucrative franchise sounds like the right way to go to me. And I too would visit a Meg the Stallion Popeye's because why the fuck not? I give that girl money. <laughs> and I love chicken. I actually like Popeye's chicken. I mean, people shouldn't be shooting themselves over a sandwich, but no. yeah, probably be shooting themselves over the hot girl sauce. That's right. It'll sell out. That girl, ooh, she's going to make so much money and I'm so proud of her. Yeah, it's going to be the Siswan sauce. It's up. I guess it's not going to be as cringeworthy as Rick and Morty fans. It's true. Nobody can be as cringeworthy as Rick and Morty fans. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, all right. <laughs> Next. Uh, Prince William, the least liked of the grandsons in an overall unlikable lineage of British monarchy, um, expresses disdain for the American billionaire space race in an interview earlier this week, saying something to the effect of saving Earth should come before space tourism. And you know what? I agree with the sentiments, but also his receding hairline gives me dubious character. And I'm not sure, and I'm not sure if he's doing that thing where celebrities pick a cause so that you'll like them more. So does this seem like it's genuine to you or do you smell bullshit, Belmars? I guess can go either way. I mean, I'm guessing really hating that his brother Harry uh, and Meghan Markle, they're getting deals with Netflix and other things in America, yeah. and they're not bound by the British society anymore. I mean, I heard a report that he complained about Meghan Markle being too American. So I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> So, I mean, I, I mean, I agree with this sentiment that, yeah, bigger companies need to take responsibility. Like me having a plastic straw is not going to be killing the universe. I mean, it's mostly, you know, bigger companies that create oil spills and fuck up environments and other things that's really going to be destroying it. So I do think bigger companies should be focusing like on 
greener options and not just blame the little man because i guess in america we do have the pull yourself by the bootstraps it's your fault that you're like this versus <laughs> systematic issues that led to me being like this mm-hmm. um but also i think it's also fake because i'm thinking the british family is rich you know a whole family of like colonizers a whole damn institution and i know they are worth a lot of money but i i'm not sure what all their money's coming from i'm pretty sure it's not just tourism i mean they keep playing how black women are welfare queens the queen herself is a giant welfare queen so they say oh i don't mind paying for them they're like i mean i think they're overrated i mean i'm not gonna be well if the British society is going to come after me, I'm probably going to roast them. But if anyone look at my podcast, I'm going to be in bad taste. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like the American authorities will come after us before the British authorities. But I mean, let them both come, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they have bigger issues. I'm not sure. Probably need to worry about his cousin, Prince Andrew. Hmm. not sure what's going on with them and the convictions i'm not sure if you could convict someone of the royal family or do they have diplomatic immunity that doesn't uh, seem right but you know not unsurprising like it's just not surprising whatsoever. so i agree with the sentiment but i don't think it's genuine um obviously i agree with the sentiment i i said that as much in my little <laughs> announcement um obviously i agree with the sentiment i think william's full shit Um, But I think most of the British family is full of shit. So like, that's not news to anybody. Um, uh, Yeah, I mean, it's just, it feels a lot like, hey, guess what? I'm worried about the same things you're worried about, peasantry. Like, I too. I think they're probably trying to like also ramp up making Prince William and Prince and Kate Middleton look relatable and everything since they lost that star power of Meghan Markle. Right. Right. I think they probably should treat her better than a bunch of other things. But yeah, I just think they're trying to make them as relatable as possible. Yeah. It's not working, son. Like literally you live in like a bigger, like you're probably living a house is bigger than apartment complex I'm living in right now. Like you you can't expect me to actually think you're, it's it's always interesting to me when celebrities are like, I'm relatable. And I'm like, okay, but like, did you have to pay off student loans today or <laughs> are those already paid off or do you even have any like let's talk about that um so yes like i i agree with it no i don't think he's genuine i think he's just picking a target he's throwing in the dark and he got a good target you know because that's something that people are really you know like um is this a good idea no so yeah um sorry William again that receding hairline probably from evil um so I can't I can't I can't trust I don't trust it I don't trust it so sorry um anyway last but unfortunately uh the least Texas has embarrassed me yet again um (laughs) NBC News reported earlier this week that a teacher from South Lake, Texas, which you may think sounds like the boondocks, but you would be wrong because it's literally right outside of Dallas. Sucks to be y'all. Um, <laughs> is she expressed that if a teacher has a book about the Holocaust in their classroom, they should also have books about the opposite view available as well for children, you know, to read about and be indoctrinated into the, you know, mind Kampf or some shit. Um... <laughs> Which sounds to me, you know, like neo-Nazism, but maybe I'm jumping the gun. 
from what we purportedly witness in schools when it comes to other touchy subjects like you know black history um <laughs> uh you know genocide of people so on and so forth um do you think it's towing the line of tolerance into something else Yes, I'm just thinking it's uncomfortable history because as we because even so, like we went to the public school system, Nikki Alley and I, and they don't even fully teach history. They don't like I didn't know about Juneteenth. Um, I didn't know about the bombing of Black Wall Street. Oh. Or like most of the railroads were built by black people. Like I've been working on the railroad is a slave song. And then I didn't realize how many companies still today benefited from like slavery, like Brooks Brothers, a lot of like big college campuses in Texas. And the fact that there was an underground railroad going from Texas to Mexico because Mexico outlawed like slavery before the U.S., and a bunch of other stuff um or even how the atlantic slave trade they trained into the atlantic triangular trade so i'm thinking trade people they were treated nicely yeah y'all are really uncle tomming it up over here um i mean so it's just so frustrating um because you know they ban critical race theories not like they even teach it where they don't like let's be clear they banned it but then i'm like what did you ban because it's not like we learned critical race theory when we were in school like like what belmar's just like iterated in those many examples that we just heard we learned that when we were adults like it's not like anybody in school like high school was like now we're gonna go over black history and the ways that systemic oppression still works today nobody did that like they were they focus on slavery and then they're like here's a little sprinkle of reconstruction okay let's move on like that's that was it like and they didn't do it in in college either none of my college classes history classes taught that shit like it's just we had to learn this through research of our own Thank God Stewie exists. Like, (laughs) yeah, because she wasn't in college because she did study like history because she learned how much a slave is worth. And she even actually found records of like our own great great grandmother. Um, My grandmother's grandmother, who was a mulatto slave, worth $50. I'm thinking, damn, I don't even know her name, what she liked to eat. So it's just like kind of disheartening. She said that fucked her up for a while. I mean, even I fucked me up for a while when I talked to my grandfather and he said, you know, when I was, as soon as I was young, I used to pick cotton. I'm thinking, wait, you pick cotton? So that's because he was born in the 1920s. Um, my gra- his, my great grandmother was a sharecropper. I mean, all I heard stories from her, like, oh yeah, she's dark as a skillet, but she was very beautiful. That's, that's fucked up, but thanks for describing my great grandmother. She was also a hoe, I also heard. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> She's a dark, beautiful hoe. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Like, no, I don't. Oh, God. But yes, back on the subject. How are you supposed to do a counter argument toward things? Because it's not really justifiable. I'm thinking, oh, counter argument to slavery. Instead of thinking about the bad, think about the good. I'm thinking you made money, but at what cost? So like, oh, proj- oh, when we put on um, the Chinese Exclusion Act, and it's not just about Black people, it's like the Chinese Exclusion Act, mm-hmm. scalping the Native Americans. Well, I mean, we never even heard about residency schools. Nope. No, we didn't. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. Okay. See, so this is what weirds me out about it because the Holocaust is one of those like rare things in history that unless like somebody was a skinhead, like neo-Nazi like type, like, like character, like you didn't hear a lot of people kind of going, oh, but let's think about the pros and cons. Like nobody ever like, I mean, like, I can't remember a time in school where people were talking about the pros and cons of slavery, like they're apparently doing now. But like, it, it's way more, unfortunately, it was a lot more common for me to hear white people kind of like try to reform the narrative around slavery, their part in slavery, and black history and the oppression that they brought, than it was to hear about the Holocaust. Nobody touched the Holocaust. Because when millions of people die, typically, (laughs) you don't say shit, especially millions of white people. They were like, "Mm," you know, because like, there's there's some connection there. You know what I'm saying? They're like, they look a little bit like us. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's also different. I remember having an argument with one of my co-workers, well, my former co-worker, where you say, oh, slavery is slavery. Black people sold themselves to those own people into slavery. I'm thinking the way that people think about themselves. I mean, look at Europe. To me, a bunch of white people. But right. if you look closely, there's a difference between, oh, I'm French. Oh, I'm Welsh. I'm English. I'm Hungarian. I'm, I'm different things. So it's like a division. So they didn't, I guess they didn't see Jews as white because I guess also Hitler was actually inspired by the, the racial categories in America, how we treated Native Americans and Black people thinking, oh, I should do the same thing in America because I think the uh, eugenics also, start, the ideals also started in America because another thing I didn't learn that I re- learned recently is that we did have like a state sanctioned uh, program where we sterilized certain people that are considered undesirable. So yep. like, Black people, poor people, Hispanic people. And they're still doing today at the border, you know, at the, um, and the detention centers. Yeah, the camps and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Because yeah. we also need to acknowledge the role in America because we did work kind of, we didn't want to invade the war then. And I guess what's hilarious too, that for a while, the KKK and neo-Nazis didn't like each other. Which is crazy. <laughs> Yeah, because the KKK at the time, a lot of them were World War II veterans. Ah, So, and then, you know, they fought the Nazis, but I think a a racial event that happened that united them. And, you know, because white people will always unite under a common flag if it means the, (laughs) you know, continuation of their species. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Nothing to talk about since also Texas. A lot of people don't even know the truth about Confederacy because, you know, the propaganda of the daughter Confederacy with the lost cause myth about states' rights. Like, oh, you need to go give a copyright. Like, it's states' rights. It's Northern aggression that attacked them. Thinking if you're a true American patriot, then you wouldn't even like the Confederacy. I mean, we still have like Confederate like streets named after people, like Calhoun Street near University of Houston. confederate statues like in houston as well so it's a lot it goes deep i mean yeah and it and it it's it's very it's weird to me like how y'all will tow this line line of tolerism when in america when you were not even the main center stage like you were not even in the center of this conflict this was germany and even germany is like holocaust bad like we don't like we don't put the germany doesn't put up statues of hitler 
Like Germany doesn't like put up statues of like the scientists that did all of the experiments on twins or like the 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 other like generals in the world. They don't do that shit. Like yeah, because so- thing is, on top of that, statues don't really teach anything. Right. I mean, if you want to learn, there's books, there's doctors, there's other historical records you can probably look through. Like you're tearing down history. No, we're tearing down the statue. Right. Like, it's not like you can't like pick up a book in a library, you un- uncultured swine and read about anything you want. Like it's, and it's, it's, it's baffling to me. Like you're like, okay, you're, I guess the argument here, like I said, is tolerance, right? Like, oh, right. you have something about a book saying the Holocaust is bad. You should also have something about explaining the reasons for why the Holocaust happened. Well, guess what? That happens if you have a good lesson plan, you explain why they did it and then go, and that's why it's bad. Like, like it's not, there's no justifiable reason for any of the things that we literally re- listed earlier, the Holocaust, any of black history, especially the what's going on now, um, <laughs> the, the treatment of Native Americans, uh the internment camps for Japanese people like none of that there was no good reason for any of that like so this revisionist ass like a nonsense that y'all keep trying to put on the table for what why what is yeah I mean if you want to teach about propaganda I'm thinking oh this is how people can be revved up by like fascism that that's a lesson plan in itself but say oh let's go see like you learned this side why not the opposite side no, because what you're doing is literally teaching children, <laughs> impressionable children. Oh my God, wait. So Hitler like just wanted, you know, uh, white people to be supreme or, or like, you know, just, just like blue-eyed, blonde, white people. To be, and it's just like, why? What, what does that get you? Like, I- yeah. They're not even the best genes because I know like the lighter your eye color, the less like, the more like you need glasses and no melanin, you're more likely to get skin cancer. Like, what are we celebrating here? Like, what is what is the point of having kids read Mein Kampf or whatever the fuck, like about like, you know, a day in the life of a, it, if you want them to like see like a pretty picture of like Nazism, just have them watch the fucking Sound of Music or some shit. Why the fuck are you trying to be all like, we need both sides? No, okay? Really don't. You really, really don't. Like just, just like you don't need this Uncle Tom bullshit. Just like you don't need, like you don't need it. Like you don't need Pocahontas. Like you don't need any of that bullshit. You just need to tell the truth. There is your version, there's someone else's version, and then there's the truth with a capital T. You know, the shit yeah. that actually happened. And that is wrong. That's it. Yeah. Y'all are such an embarrassment. God, I hate being from this fucking state sometimes. Yeah, I mean, we're at a fight with Florida and Louisiana. And maybe Kentucky and Georgia. Well, all of the South sometimes can be an embarrassment, not gonna lie. Yeah, you just, y'all are embarrassing. You're embarrassing. Like you, and I honestly hope you all the inconvenient little shit happens to you. I hope you step on Legos. I hope some kid wastes his coffee on you uh, and it's hot. Not enough that it gives you third degree burns, but that it stings a little and you get a heat rash. I hope all that shit happens to you. Because you stub you, your toe on a right. coffee table against the corner. That's right. 
I hope you get an ingrown toenail. Fuck you. Okay. Like, Jesus Christ. Anyway, we're going to take a break because I'm revved up and I need water. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> oh. Okay, we're back. Yes. Talk about horror elements and scary things we enjoy. Indeed. Um, so we can go back and forth, Belmars. Do you want to start? Or do you want me to start? Well, I guess I started because right now I'm going to be binging through uh, Japanese horror movies. I watched the classic Audition. Uh, I'm trying to get Nikki Alley to watch it. (laughs) I told her it's about a widowed Japanese businessman that uh, starts, starts a fake movie to find his new girlfriend. His heart gets opened up in ways he never thought possible. Does that mean like his chest gets ripped open and they take his heart out or like? <laughs> no, his heart wasn't ripped open. Oh, well, this doesn't sound like much of a horror to me if his chest cavity wasn't ripped open and his heart wasn't eaten. <laughs> I mean, the thing is with Japanese horror, it's more of a slow burn. So it's like a good half of it's like, okay, like a sweet little romantic dramedy mm-hmm. and then horror shit. <laughs> horror shit just at the end? <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of, well, I don't want to spoil too much of addition for you guys if you want to watch it. Does it just but, like spiral downward? Like we're like, oh my God, we think it's a completely, like, as you said, it like is a sweet little dramedy. Like we think we're in a completely different like genre and then everything just goes wrong. Is that what happened? I mean, it gets weirder and weirder. It gets creepy. Now, like there's no jump scares, mm-hmm. uh, which I know is a lot more in like an American films, jump scares, but this one's just like, this creepy element is like, okay, she lied about some things. Okay, she's lying about a lot of things. Oh crap, she lied about a lot of things. But then <laughs> I'm also questioning it because how the scenes were uh, presented. I'm thinking maybe the guy's not all that innocent either. Hmm. So does J horror make you think? It does make me think because generally it's like, oh, here's a story I guess about a single mother and then just the background element. So it does make me think. And I'm guessing also says a lot more about Japanese uh, uh, society too, because I was also looking up Ringu, which is the basis for the ring. Mm-hmm. And I think what makes it so cool is that they pro- they play on technophobia, which is kind of like an expansion on like cosmic horror. Mm-hmm. Um, with like, okay, you see a tape, you're gonna die in seven days. So you're afraid of like the TV, you're afraid of your cell phone, you're afraid of technology. Cause it's like uh, evil you can't reason with. Ah, okay, fair. Do you think in comparison to American horror, like, do you think J-horror is better? Um, it's a, di- well, I guess it's kind of like different styles, kind of like, do you like American food or Japanese food? Hmm. Um, so I guess it's kind of like an Americanizer of Japanese food. So I think it's better because it's interesting because I think a lot of things that Japan's going to, I guess, kind of parallel with the position we're going to be going to as Americans, like mm-hmm. the over-reliance on technology, the suicide rate's going high because I'm trying to see the next movie I'm going to watch is Suicide Club. Mm-hmm. in japan where people just happily just die and shoot and like hang themselves like come on guys we should go kill ourselves <laughs> that's gonna be a gen z meme wait for it <laughs> like they're gonna, they're gonna hear about this and they'll be like oh 
Yeah, and then there's another movie called One Missed Call, where you get a missed call from yourself in the future, and the last message you hear is you dying, you're dying, your last words, which is creepy, and it has like pictures and everything. But I'm not sure how I'll react in that situation. Like, oh, I miss a call for myself, and I'm dying, huh? And you get pictures and video of it. They complain, but it was mixed when it released because it was way too close to uh, Ringu, aka the Ring. Hmm. I would, I, if I got a call from my future self, I wouldn't look at the, first of all, as soon as I heard the voicemail, I'd be like, okay, so I'm not looking at anything else from this number because I'm a little geeked out. That's okay. <laughs> you know what? If I have to die, I just am going to go die. That's okay. That's, just, that's my, that's my whole like thing about death. I'm like, oh, cause I'm not about to like, you know investigate i'm not about to freak myself out into actually making it happen because that would be me like i would get like all the details and if i looked at it i would unassumingly make all those details happen in trying not to make all those details (laughs) so then my ass would just get myself killed and i'd be like well fuck it like if i'm gonna die anyway i'm supposed to die and then another one called the grudge um it's about a house that has has a curse on it, but the house isn't haunted. It's just more like a gateway for the curse to follow you, aka the grudge. There was another one made, remade in Korea, and then one made in America. Hmm. How did you get into J horror? Well, I guess it was on the accident because I decided like a couple years ago because I also got into Korean horror because I always heard, huh, a lot of these stuff originating in Japanese culture. Um, Japanese horror. So I'm thinking, I'm going to take a look at it. So I remember watching this one Korean film, forgot what it was, and watch horror and like different genres. Because American horror, I guess, is good because, you know, slasher, mm-hmm. stab teenagers, prevent them from having sex. And um, when I got into J horror, because I think the first horror thing that I watched from Japan was a horror anime called Corpse Party. But it was very much gory and like jump stairs and kids getting killed because of curse and it's very gory. So that led me to like Japanese horror and I find it's like a very much slow burn. So like, oh, it's about a story about a single mom or a story about a family and then horror elements in the background where it's very, very subtle. Hmm. I think it seems hmm. very Japanese to have just subtle things in the background. <laughs> it's unnerving right like I feel like with a with me so I said to Belmars I'm not gonna watch this but like (laughs) I mean I really mean it because like as far as American horror goes like slasher films and shit like that I don't care about these kids let them all die um (laughs) and like American horror like most like Halloween and stuff like I'm just kind of like I'm not willingly gonna watch it but if it appears in front of my eyes um, I will be all like, okay, this is fine, right? It's but like I feel like with Japanese horror and like like Korean horror and all of that, they rely on like those like like you said like creepy elements, like weird out of place things that just unnerve you. And I feel like that shit would stick with me, and then I would just be all like. Every time I saw like a blocked number on my phone, I'd be like, is it me calling to tell myself I'm dying? Oh my God. <laughs> like, or something just like, it's just like, I would be unnerved by like the smallest like detail that was off in my house or something. There's a ghost in here. Like, I don't have time to do that to myself. So like, yeah, I feel like J-Horror and K-Horror is like very much not for me specifically because like, 
the themes that they employ in a lot of those like horror films in in East Asia are like very just much like meant to like screw with your head and that's the kind of horror that I can't deal with (laughs) I can't do it because it will stick with me for a very long time afterwards I can't yeah so and then another one about a virus that will kill you in seven days I mean I think a good portion of it's like in the 90s I guess techno phobia like the fear of technology when you go on a computer too much uh you either you turn into dust and die like that or you're you just end up killing yourself out I guess a fear of turning into death but either way you're gonna die right I think I saw like one like a I think it's an older film but like it was one where like everybody's heads just started randomly exploding and nobody could explain why (laughs) and so like it's like literally like this whole cash is running around trying to figure out like how this is happening while also being like oh my god am I gonna be next and so it's like that suspension and like the mystery element of it then I'm just like I can't do this (laughs) (laughs) a lot of gore they're not shy about gore so yeah so I mean that's cute Belmars I'm glad (laughs) that you like J-horror it's not for me um so I mean but teach his own it's always it's a natural progression though for us because we grew up with like anime and like you know j japan japanese influences and stuff like that so it's just like oh j-whore like of course she would go that direction and i would (laughs) go the opposite direction because i'd be like no fuck horror (laughs) (laughs) but i mean because like no this is the thing even japanese commercials that are not meant to freak you out freak me out (laughs) I cannot I can't stop thinking about like it's weird because Japan is very much like everything should be cute but then at the same time they do the shit that's weird as fuck like baby head (laughs) ice cream do you remember that commercial oh yeah wait is that a Japanese company that American company I can't remember yeah the guy just like eating yes eating but like they're known for like shit like that like just like making commercials and like things of that nature where shit is weird but it's also kind of cute and you don't know how to feel and I don't like that mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like that oh. <laughs> but I also like other cheesy shit like Common Rider which is kind of like the transformation like it's like Power Rangers mm-hmm. but Japanese so it's like transformation so that that that's another one good one that I watching right now but i'm guessing still on spooky stuff i'm gonna be binging nothing but j-horror this month <laughs> what are what's your list give us give our listeners some recommendations if they want to get into that oh i suggest audition um that's a good start uh ichi the killer suicide club uh the original ringu which is ring and then i forgot what the the first grudge is it's actually the second movie in the series but the other one was called the grudge um so that's a couple off the top of my head all right cool well you heard it here first belmar's j-horror spooky recommendations for all you kids dinner <laughs> uh i guess i'll go next and i will talk about my obsession with tarot so (laughs) right like all people often tell me that i'm you know consorting with the devil (laughs) or i have like some sort of demonic spirit or something speaking to me um so uh these are my the first deck i've ever gotten 
Belmars and um, Kiwi got them for me. Yes. Yeah. Uh, these are my, my tarot cards. These are what they look like if y'all want to see. I don't know if that image is very good. But yeah, like most of the time people usually freak out when they see tarot cards because they see like death or the devil <laughs> or like, you know, the tower. But um, most of the images in like a tarot deck are actually not that bad. Um, but I'll give like a little bit of a like an overview on like tarot cards. Um, so there are about 78 tarot cards in the deck um they're separated into major arcana and minor arcana the major arcana there's 22 and then there's uh, like a normal deck of like cards there's mm-hmm. like you know 50 something right. uh minor arcana right um and i like to say that major arcana is uh if you if you read tarot to connect with spirits or a god or something like that i like to say that major arcana is directly like your higher power or whatever you believe in talking to you your minor arcana and those like major arcana are things you can't change very much like and then minor arcana is more like these are things that are going to happen that you can change that you have more control over so those are that's like a like a really quick kind of thing um as far as like so there are a couple of like things about tarot cards that like people often say like I I heard like when I first got my deck that I could not buy my own deck that's false like you (laughs) buy your own deck I don't know why people say that um uh I can't remember the reason it's something about like energy or something like you're not supposed to do it and I'm just kind of like I I've actually like because the thing is, like, if you let other people buy your deck for you, like, you essentially are trusting them to know what images and things you'll respond to. And, right. you know, like, they, uh, other people can, I, there's this interesting, like, saying where it's like, everyone knows a version of you, um, a different version and perception of you. So, like, no one can really know you like you know you. Like everybody just gets a different like perception of you. So even Bell Mars and I, who literally known each other for like a decade plus at this point, we yeah. still only know like versions of each other, right? And right. so while yes, like I love this deck and I trusted her and she got they got it for me and I love it. Like, you know, like you respond better, I think, being able to look at images yourself on cards and figure out what you like that way. Um so don't listen to that that's a rumor and it's weird um (laughs) what made you interested in tarot cards um that's a good question what 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 I think like I've just always been really into art and so like when I would go to like you know um like conventions and stuff uh, together whatever and I would see like people just like with really great art like just up everywhere. Like I was always like, I want that, you know, but like, or when I would go to art festivals with my mom and so on and so forth, I would be like, I want that. Um, and then, you know, obviously like artists, like renditions and stuff are expensive yeah. as hell. And I want to <laughs> be able to pay them what they, they earn and they deserve. But um, yeah, no, I think I was just like, I think I was just drawn to kind of like the art aspect of it. Like, because when I first got this deck, I had no idea how to use it. Right. Right. Um, I had no idea what went into tarot cards. I had to kind of learn as I went along. 
um and i kind of had to connect with them like they i think y'all got me this in like 2014 2015 something like that i didn't really connect with these until like 2017 it took me like it took me years like yeah to kind of like like because i was i had them and then i picked them up and i put them down and like the the spiritual kind of aspect of it didn't come for me until like 2017 um and that's when I started kind of getting into it and kind of learning how to read intuitively but yeah like most of like with most other things that I like and that I like have become interested in it's just kind of like there's not really an explanation for it I was just kind of drawn to it if that makes sense like I have like on my shelf where is it I have like a where's my thingy um I have a, a Labradorite. Mm-hmm. That oh, pretty. Uh, thank you. I uh, a Labradorite. Uh, in case y'all are wondering, is literally like a it's a it's a guiding stone. It's supposed to help you find your purpose. In some instances, like guiding light, and literally, like I went to an art festival again, art, and like this this lady was selling them like was selling different stones and like different settings or whatever and like I kept looking at it and so I just bought it like because it was like this is mine like I I just have a feeling in me when I know something is supposed to be for me like I'm like this is mine and then usually it happens because it's mine you know what I'm saying right. Like I did that with Belmars. I looked at Belmars and I'm like, she's supposed to be my <laughs> And then here she is now. And like, and so like, I don't know. Like I I've done that with like I think almost everything. So tarot is just like kind of one of those things where I was just kind of like, yeah, like it took me a little bit, but I like figured out eventually that, oh yeah, like I wanted these and I was drawn to these because they were supposed to be in my life for a reason. So here they are um as far as if anybody's like kind of interested in tarot cards and they're interesting in reading them but they're like that's a lot because there are there's 78 there's 78 cards um it's a lot um the best like uh there's like podcasts out there like I think there's a specific woman I can't remember her name but like she made like the bitty tarot deck and she does like these little tiny like podcast sessions where she explains the meaning of each card um it's like to free to go through so that you can learn that way I there's obviously there's guidebooks that come with almost every single deck this one did not like this was like the only this is the only deck that I have that has no guidebook attached to it and so I had to literally just kind of learn as I went like I was like okay um the seven of swords means betrayal yeah yay um but yeah, like there's usually guidebooks that come with them. People, you should definitely read those because that's how the author like will interpret them. And then they also have common meanings. Um, But like you'll learn eventually when you read enough, like what a card instinctually means when you look at it. Like again, right. so like we have the two of wands here. So like you can look at imagery and kind of see like where you're supposed to go is just like speaking of the reading so like if I pulled this 
for a love reading, I could interpret this as you're looking elsewhere. You're trying to like, you know, feel out other options or maybe somebody from your past is returning and you are more anchored to that than you are to what you currently have. But like you're keeping them as a second option. So like that's that's how like eventually like you will get to the place where like, you'll be able to look at a card and be all like, uh, the Knight of Cups means, um, you know, somebody's in like a romantic prospect is coming or like, you know, uh, somebody's inviting you to something or like, you know, like things like that. You'll just look at it and you'll be like, I know, you know. Um, it also works if you have a book of shadows, if you're like that into it and you can write down everything you've ever kind of felt from a card, right? So, yes. That's a um, that's a little uh, cheat sheet for y'all as far as um, reading tarot cards goes. Um, what else? What else do I want to say? Um, yeah, you can find like ways to kind of like set up like you know readings online. Like there's like formations that you can do like a like a cross of truth or like a if you want a longer reading there's like celtic cross it's like 14 freaking cards um but yeah like i my advice is just if you're into it you read every day um for yourself so that and then practice on people that are willing that's what i did with belmars and the rest of them i'd be like you want a reading yeah yeah <laughs> um and then I do that. But uh, yeah, like if you and I think like the idea. So like people will say a lot of the times that, oh, that's, that's devilry right there. Like that's that's what that is. And it's just like, <laughs> I mean, and Satanists are not that bad. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, uh, I would just say like, you know, something there are a lot of things that have been that have started out one way and have kind of morphed out into something else or whatever right Right. so like tarot cards tarot cards don't actually have a a a bad history attached to them anyway um i can't remember it off the top of my head um yeah like they're based on playing cards um and they're used for divination oh i should mention that they're so tarot cards are used to be able to see into the future I don't really use it to see into the future I just use it to be all like how should I do my day like how should I (laughs) and then like I typically like help other people if they have questions about like you know where the the my thing is with tarot cards tarot cards can't tell you something that you don't already know right like maybe subconsciously or unconsciously you're like pushing it into the back of your head but at the end of the day, you knew this and that's why the reading resonates with you, like so on and so forth. That's why you're like, oh, I just was read for Phil. So like, because that's what tarot cards are supposed to do. They read you for filth. Um, so yeah, this, um, let me see, what does this say? Yeah, like tarot cards are associated with the occult. Um, but honestly, like, it's just another card game. It's this said it showed up in Europe in the 15th century. Um, they were sold in Italy to wealthy families. Um, uh, they are called Tarocci cards in Italian. Um, 
it took off for divination and safety 1700 so essentially this was literally just like used for playing cards for wealthy people right and then <laughs> at, at some point and this is according to bicycle you know those people who make cards all the freaking time <laughs> all your cards are made by bicycle um i know that yes um yeah and then a frenchman of course a frenchman um jean baptiste <laughs> aliette published first definitive guide to tarot card reading um he gave meaning to each of them so essentially it was literally just a dude like and he borrowed from an egyptian text which is called the book of thought <laughs> i'm saying it wrong but it's egyptian <laughs> um an egyptian god of wisdom so technically speaking these are these are based on an Egyptian god of wisdoms like readings. So take that, bitches. It has nothing to do with <laughs> it. has to do with an Egyptian god. Woo. Oh man. And then of course Rider Wait came out in like 1909. Right. Um and yeah, that's pretty much it. Um nothing to do with devil work or demons or anything like that we will get to demons though because i actually do like demons but leave 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 tarot cards out of it <laughs> oh but anyway yeah so next time somebody kind of like a, maybe like accuses tarot cards or reading tarot cards as some sort of work of demonology just like send them a link to like the <laughs> history of tarot cards and be like read you uncultured swine there's nothing to do with it. um but yeah, um, there are tarot cards. There are also oracle cards. Here, I'll show you an oracle card. Wee! These are my new ones. Oh, they're circular? They're cute. Circular. Yeah, they're circular. My oracle cards, yes. Um, and oracle cards are actually a lot more... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're they're a lot more free form than tarot cards. Most tarot decks have to have 78 cards and they have to have like, you know, the typical names and stuff for them. Oracle decks, it's literally just based on whatever the author feels like doing. <laughs> so like this one that I have is called the archetypes. It literally goes through like a whole bunch of different like, you know, um, archetypes and like their meanings and stuff like that like see this is the pilgrim i got the pilgrim today right. um and yeah they can literally just you know they can mean whatever somebody associates historically like to that uh energy or um or what they uh what they associate you know um mythologically um or literally like because one of these is the gym and it literally like kind of like you have you're like deep into the earth and like you are an uncovered gym or something like that you know what i'm saying so yes that's oracle cards and tarot cards use them both at your will look up some tarot card readings those are always fun um and broaden your horizons <laughs> oh all right belmars what else do you have for us well i actually been playing through this game called night in the woods what 
it's it's almost an interesting story. It takes place. It's uh, you control an anthropomorphic cat named Mae Borowski. She's 20 years old um, and she's a college dropout. So she decides to go back to her one horse town, which is kind of like it used to be a mining steel mining business. And now, you know, it's kind of stagnant. Mm -hmm. So she comes back into town. Uh, meet up with her old uh, high school friends and she's kind of like directionless in life so one of her friends is a guy named Greg he's a fox and he's dating a cute old teddy bear named Angus and then there's also another friend named B uh she goes by Bay but her full name is Beatrice who is an alligator who smokes um she runs a hardware shop and then strange elements are happening in their town of Possum Springs. Like like, they were just chilling after a band practice and they found a severed arm. Like a severed arm of an animal because all of these sound like animals or a person. It's of animals, but it's kind of like that strange world where they're animals, but no one acknowledges they're animals. But then they also have like squirrels, like squirrels and cats and dogs. Okay, so they have versions of them that are not anthropomorphic (laughs) yeah but no one ever addresses the fact that they're anthropomorphic i'm not sure why and almost everyone looks gender neutral so i'm thinking oh that's a chick i'm thinking nope that's a woman (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah so and there's a ghost that i think probably murdered someone so you're investing in different graveyards so it has an interesting story because i'm thinking dang right in the fields because you know some at that young age you feel uh motionless and she has a close relation with both her parents her mom works at a church her dad uh works at a deli plant because he used to work like heavy uh, machinery in the steel mill but you know that went downhill and then you learn a little bit more about the town so it's a good game it's an indie game so I like to support more indie developers all right interesting look at that it sounds cute but also at the same time a little uh spooky you know you gotta figure out who's well will the ghost kill you if you don't figure out the you know the murder mystery uh no but it, they're practically invincible i mean here's a screenshot of let's see of that's the one with the dots is may with, uh greg and his boyfriend angus and your other friend bang they're so cute this game is cute yeah it's really cute well there you go something spooky and cute for all you girls out there who are like i like spooky things but not things that scare me (laughs) yeah it's spooky but it's not like jump scares like resident evil scare you so the artwork is cute i mean everyone's nice i actually really like the dialogue because it almost sounds like how a lot of like young people talk about like because I remember one uh, episode with Greg, they decided to go commit crimes together, as they say, and like raid a food donkey, which is like an abandoned Walmart. And you have to go with this guy named Steven, and he's a criminal through and through. And you're like, oh, you guys are so stupid. Like, you know what, Steven? She said verbatim, eat my entire ass. And he's like, <laughs> hope you suffocate from lack of oxygen from you eating my entire ass (laughs) yes she is my spirit animal um (laughs) you don't like cats that's right 
eat my entire ass. I like that. Okay. So, it did won an award for comedy for the dialogue. And I'm thinking, yeah, she can be my spirit animal because sometimes I want to hit things with like bricks. And then also you have your other friend, Beatrice. I mean, she is a little bit of a Debbie Downer, but I'm guessing you were more about her character where she's come from because she kind of feels jealous of her friend May who dropped out of college and she herself wanted to go to college, but financially she couldn't. Right. So she has to take over her dad's shop and her dad's barely doing anything. So it definitely hits you right in the feels. Hmm. Not a spooky game that hits you in the feels too. Oh, how did you hear about the game, Belmars? Yeah, so my brother Star Dragon played it originally because he saw the artwork of Greg with cups on his ears. So I'm gonna pull that up. How cute! Get it, Greg with cups on his ears. Oh. Yes. Oh. I got cups on my ear. I love how you just said got cups on my ears. <laughs> yeah, he's your best friend and they like to joke and say, dude, I heard your internet broke because you're looking at too much porn. <laughs> so, and I do like their dynamic because Greg's the best friend. They joke. And then his uh, boyfriend, Angus, you know, he's also pretty sweet too. He's more of the quiet type, but I also like you too, Mayday. Aww. Even though it does have creepy elements, but it's also quite interesting. Talk about the characters. So I just love what these indie games are doing. Are there any other indie, like, spooky games you're into for the girls? I mean, there's this one spooky game. Let's see if I remember the name of it. Um, a, a horror game on the Switch. Um, I may have playing this one game. It's a visual novel called Death Mark. That's a lot more creepy um a lot more jump scare elements but it's good if you like visual novels but you also need to act quickly oh you know what like game that you and like your friend played that like I was like I think I saw like an honest trailer of it and I'm like why is Doki Doki Literature Club oh yeah I played through that Listen, if you don't know, like, if you listen to the title of this game and you said, that doesn't sound scary, play it, bitch. <laughs> and you will know. Like, I watched, I just watched an honest trailer about it. And I was like, I'm a little freaked out. But no, I didn't even play it. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely thriller. It's more emotional because I know with my significant other reason when he played it he said it emotionally messed him up i mean i wanted to choose monica but i couldn't choose monica so i chose the other girl um and i guess different outlines and in the end it's just monica but the game's been out for a while so i'm not sure if you guys want me to spoil it or not but only monica I think, yeah, they, I think they created a new one with like expanded packs and different ways. So it's not just writing poetry. Oh, interesting. Is it worse? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Listen, they really like, they really tripped y'all up. Like, because I, I remember when like Belmars first talked about this game, I was like, it sounds cute. And then she said something ominous. I'm like, what? But I never looked into it. And then I watched the honest trailer because I'm like, what is this about? And then when I saw like how bad it was, I was like, oh, never mind. I I literally had to like watch something cute and happy so that I could go to bed that night. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was like, she's coming for me. (laughs) 
Yeah, I had to like watch something sleek because I remember watching the documentary about true crime about rich, uh, not, I think Ramirez murders. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking I ended up finding the series Lupin in French. There you go. Looking at that man uh, rob people is enough to make me also be like, I feel better now. <laughs> well, he's more of an anti hero trying to stop a millionaire from exploiting people in French. And he also plays from the racism of French people. So thinking, mm-hmm. oh, the good old days of, you know, colonialism. Thinking, yes, now put all your rubies in the bag. Like, that's right. Course. <laughs> Funny. Thinking, yeah, I'm just cringing at that because I think you're telling a black man the greatness about French colonialism. Ugh. Right. I'm not like, it's. About that it's white lady. Like, questionable and that's the real horror there <laughs> did you find that did you find the horror game yeah i don't think it's dead by daylight um that sounds familiar layers of fear not resident evil could be outlast hmm. yeah which i want to play i think you it's kind of take the elements of like resident evil and silent hill and you play through it it's more jump scare Mm-hmm. but you have to use your ammo very carefully so it's like the traditional horror game so like if you can shoot i'm thinking i like horror games where i have weaponry i mean fake video game like video games i suck at using guns but in real shooting i'm actually pretty darn good <laughs> right oh man um yeah um, i'm trying to remember there's wait there's one game it's like kind of creepy looking. I don't know if it's supposed to be a horror though. It's called maybe. Oh, it's Undertale. Is oh that- yeah, I heard of Undertale. Undertale. Um, I re- I don't think it's. I remember when people were obsessed with it when we were like in like high school, like college age. Yeah. I think I watched the yeah. honest trailer about that too, and I was like, "This looks creepy." <laughs> like I don't know if it's meant to be look that way, but it's a lot. Yeah, because I heard um, PewDiePie, um, he went to go see the Pope and he gave them a pop copy of Undertale. Because the reason why, because you can have the option of like not fighting anyone, the peaceful route. So I'm thinking that'll probably be perfect for the Pope. Interesting. I also did not know that he went to see the Pope. Okay. I like (laughs) the more you know. Either it was PewDiePie or some gamer because I remember around that time they're trying to get like a lot of YouTubers and and everything. So I think it's probably PewDiePie met the Pope. I probably need to look that up. Indeed. Let's see, PewDiePie Pope. PewDiePie Pope. It'll come up. I'm trying to think of there's there's some other like game that I think I saw a game trailer about where like basically, um, the kids' emotions like dictated oh yeah they did oh he did francis meets with youtube star to spread tolerance and he gave them undertale so yeah this is the pope with a bunch of youtubers back in 2016 oh right it's a different time a different time uh but yes um okay get it okay so kids go home and play these games um if you like to be spooked but also you like cute things (laughs) um all right um oh you know what i forgot to do recommend tarot decks uh raider white deck um the wild unknown is really good too 
um mystical mondays uh and ooh, i forgot there's one that i'm forgetting but that like the center of it is i and like it's blue i can't remember what it's called but those are all <laughs> decks that i have so i like those but pick one that the art resonates with you and like you just you like the energy um now i'm gonna talk about monsters ooh, I love monsters um, so this is, I'm sorry, I have to go to my bookshelf. Bookshelf. Okay. Monsters. So I'm curious what type of monsters are you going to be showing? This is my, so I have three books. This is my dictionary of myth, mythology. Um, so this is like, these are all of the legends. Um, but then I have uh, my field guide to demons. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I write, uh, I write fiction and I like monsters. And uh, oh, here's my mythical creatures book. Boop, 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 my mythical creatures Bible. Ooh, I love different types of mythical creatures. Like yes, yeah, so this is the uh, dragons. Mm-hmm, this is Brenda Rosen. So she's nice. Um, this is um, this is by Carol K. Mack and Dynamack. Hmm. Yes, and there's a whole bunch of different things. Like, see, here's here's one about an oni, which is a Ooh. Japanese demon. Mm-hmm. So they have a whole bunch of different. Um, they have a whole bunch of different types of demons in here. Um, yes. Uh, and then this one, it has a whole bunch of different types of. So here, this is one about the kraken. Ooh, nice. And there's one about Encanto. So they separate them by like water, like spirits, like like water creatures. Like, see, this is a this is a sil- this is silky. They have artwork in here too. Yeah. And then like, you know, winged creatures, serpents, things that walk on two legs, blah, 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 blah. So like this is really good. This is really nice. I like this. Um, let me think. What is my favorite mythological creature? That's so hard. That's so hard. I like, I think I like chimeras because like chimeras are can be a, like a a mixture of like any like three or more monsters. <laughs> but like like animals or and or monsters and like to create some sort of crazy looking like thing. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> um but as far as like the monsters that everybody likes to fuck let me think what are my favorite monsters but succubus the succubus succubi are are fun i i feel like people don't use succubi enough like because they're so like so there's a there's a series actually called lost girl that is about a succubus um Mm. who doesn't know she's a succubus at first but then spoiler alert she finds out Uh, (laughs) but like that was a good show um and I that, remember this one horror film called Jennifer's Body Taking Megan Fox, mm-hmm. uh, which she becomes sacrificed, becomes a succubus. Mm-hmm. And I think what was good because they said they put these guys are put into situations because these guys think with their dicks. Because I'm thinking if it's the other way around, a woman wouldn't go to an abandoned house just to have sex. No. But never. a guy probably would in high school. That's right. He'd be like, oh, and then, okay, hot. And it's like, no, Jeremy, <laughs> you're gonna die. Like, <laughs> and get action so what well, yeah let's go into this abandoned house this abandoned factory all right let's do it 
right yeah like it's just like it it's like dennis you didn't have to do this like now you're gonna die and nobody's gonna be able to help you um yeah like i think um and then there are a lot of different like creatures that i feel like people don't really like i i feel like people are really obsessed with like werewolves and vampires and like that's cute i guess but like also overused (laughs) okay yeah um so like i i encourage people to like you know like pick up a book like oh see look there's a chimera my barber yeah and I guess what I find interesting is that also the evolution, how like monsters evolved. Cause I remember I was on Wikipedia, the Wikipedia uh, rabbit hole and mm-hmm. the early version of like vampires were uh, weak to like citrus fruits. I'm thinking, damn, you can stop like Dracula with a lemonade. That's right. <laughs> Bam, Dracula, take some of this orange from vitamin C for your ass. <laughs> yeah, but not wine but lemon, oranges, so, but limes are fine. So they, I guess they only drink limeade. So, but, you know, other <laughs> vampires are, I guess, immune to different things. And I guess now you get them to sparkling like a disco ball now. So I just find it interesting how the legends of the monsters change over time. So you think that's kind of the same like chimeras and werewolf, because I heard like some version, they're uncontrollable raised into werewolves and then they can do like shapeshifters and yeah i definitely think um i think when like a a monster gains more popularity then they start going through more transitions right like so zombies used to be just like mindless like walking like things that wanted to eat people who wanted to eat brains that were undead right Mm -hmm. now we have zombies who can think organize other zombies and like uh you know telepathically communicate with them like and, and shit so like zombies have seen because they went through like a pop culture thing, have seen like a, a really big um, shift in what we originally knew as like zombies, which again, crawled out the ground, just wanted to eat your brains and was going to do it okay. real slowly. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, like just like, just like with vampires and werewolves, like I, we've seen like a really like interesting shift um, because werewolves did not always just just, just shape shift on command. They're like, all right, bitch, I'm going to be a wolf now. No, you need the full moon, ho. You need the full moon <laughs> to be able to shift into a werewolf. And now you can just do it willy nilly. <laughs> it's not right. I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, I think like exploring like more obscure monsters is really fun. Um, like and kind of you know but it's interesting because um some of these are like like so there's a whole set like section about you know um what is this sacred creatures and i'm like hmm is there like some point in which you cannot like but you know people don't care about that actually now that i'm saying it because like people don't care about what's sacred to some people and what's not sacred to other people like you know they've they've uh they've made angels like hot and you know like uh <laughs> they've they're like obsessed with you know me gods and all that so like i don't think people really care about that now that i say it out loud yeah i guess they kind of also romanticize them thinking oh it's making effable like swimming people i remember family guy made the joke like with mermaids what instead of like the fish bottom and a human top how come it isn't a human uh, a human bottom and a fish top so therefore you could have sex with the mermaid that way but you don't want to be kissing a fish right i mean i guess there'd just be no kissing i don't know 
I don't know how to help y'all, but like, yeah, there's, I think like, uh, it's like being able to explore more like obscure, like, like, you know, cause people are into dragons. That's cool. People are into, but like, why don't y'all want to talk about like all the different types of unicorns? Cause there's like five, there's Chinese unicorns. Oh, um, uh, yeah. There's Japanese unicorns, Vietnam, Vietnamese unicorns, like all the East, all the Eastern cultures have lots of, of unicorns, y'all. And yeah, I know they're probably like used in like JRPGs or like fighting bosses. Cause I remember, um, I want to say, is it a Persona 5? No, I think it was like Final Fantasy 10 was like a zombie unicorn that used electricity as attacks. What? That sounds amazing. It's like one of the summonies that Yuna has. Ooh. So I think probably in Japan, they probably like to utilize that thing, uh, like different mythologies and games. Because I also remember in like in Persona 5, uh, when you're facing God himself, um, there's like a giant wheel, like the chalice, the holy uh, chalice uh, that you're fighting. And then there's like a giant wheel of things that you're also fighting too, which, you know, the highest order of angels, if you mm-hmm. want to be biblically correct, because mm-hmm. um, you don't get to see that uh, that part of angels much and I guess other types of mythology. So I'm thinking they're using that as well. So I'm not sure if maybe um, they don't want to explore that part of, you know, mythology. Like the biblical mythology is quite fascinating too, especially like the stories of the Bible that were cut. Indeed. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that comes from people people being more interested in something that they can recognize right so that's why like angels are always look like humans even if they are ethereally beautiful right (laughs) like and like there's no like uh people don't which is interesting it kind of goes back to when we were talking about horror films and like humans being the scariest thing we can think of yeah like the humans are the real monsters like like nobody ever like kind of explores the idea of like you know a giant like like I don't know again like a chimera like you know being the like the ultimate antagonist right usually it's just like the actual antagonist is pet they're like ghost cerberus eat everything. i mean i guess the example is probably frankenstein where you know mm-hmm. frankenstein is not the monster you know it's called monster or frankenstein's monster where you know the real monster is frankenstein himself because mm-hmm. he was a jerk to the monster and the monster's actually pretty nice the monster was people was afraid of the monster and not frankenstein exactly so i think that's i think that's interesting like that the worst like and it's like, right, it goes through that evolution again. The worst things we can co- come up with all look human or all can turn into a human. Um, and like, uh, oh shit, where's my brain going with this? But like, you know, like actual like uh, things that we can't comprehend are never like, you know, on the screen. So I think that's, I don't know, I think that's interesting because like we don't, we don't like there's so many snake type things that you can go into like oh my gosh uh look a a, a, a fox on on two legs like we're like there's so much we can like we can go through the manticore like 
y'all i need y'all to come up with some uh some new more interesting like like a kid note like a, you should like recently i've become up become obsessed with the idea of the echidna like who which is the mother of all monsters in greek <laughs> mythology really she's like half serpently yes like she's responsible for creating the hydra she's responsible for creating the gorgons supposedly um she's responsible for creating i think she's partially responsible for cerberus um but yeah, like basically all of the the monsters from Greek myth, like she probably had something to do with it. So I was just all like, why didn't people not explore Echidna? Why are y'all not exploring like just, you know, like like, like Baku. Ooh, I love Baku. They're dream eaters, by the way. They, Ooh. yeah, they go into your dream. That would be a great horror movie. In fact, the Japanese probably have a horror movie, but America. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of the uh, the theory of called the Uncanny Valley, if you ever heard of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the idea that the more something looks human, the creepy it is, because I got me a picture mm-hmm. that probably explains it. So, like, if you take a look here, like mm-hmm. with most cartoons, the more human it looks, that looks great. But if it looks too human, like a robot, it's kind of uncanny and makes you nervous mm-hmm. until you go to 100% human. So mm-hmm. I think it was like a lot of monsters. And I think that uncanny, uncanny valley, that's where they start. Mm-hmm. Like with another one is example of a zombie mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. the more, it's supposed to look superhuman, but then it's all grotesque. Cause you know, when I think of like haunted houses, they're supposed to be human, but they wear grotesque masks. So I guess that uncanny area where you mm-hmm. get scared um so i think that's where a lot of like horror starts also same thing with sonic mm-hmm. um like if you remember the song the hedgehog promotion movie like that original song that they designed it looks creepy as hell terrifying awful <laughs> yeah so they try to make him look so human that he just comes off as weird and scary aka the uncanny valley interesting that's a good point that that kind of reminds me so there this is another thing that this is another thing i think people need to explore this is actually a navajo myth it's called the the skinwalkers so essentially skinwalkers are like these like black like magic users in tribes that can skin anything wear its skin and then become like transform into the person um But like in each form, there's like weird things that are off about them. So like when they, they're wolves, for example, their eyes don't look like they look like human eyes, like in the front and they can mimic like human sounds to be able to hunt down people, obviously like a baby's cry or like things like that. Um, And then when they're in their human form, their eyes are glowing. Like they have like, maybe like, you know, elongated teeth. Like they don't like walk properly. Like there's just something off in both forms because they're straddling both forms. Um, But like, I think like, that's a really interesting thing that like, I think there's like one movie about skinwalkers and it's like direct to DVD. But like, so I need y'all. Yeah, I know. So I'm just all like, uh, there's like so many interesting like myths out there about like you know um like different t- sorts of like monsters or whatever and then even like the human ones like I just said like I was obsessed with skinwalkers when I was in high school <laughs> I was like there needs to be more of this and, like, 
Hmm. So I guess that goes with the theory of the uncanny valley. Like there's something off about them that is human or, I mean, if it tries to be, the fact that it tries to be human just makes it more scary. Indeed. Yeah. So that's, that's interesting that like we're more afraid of each other than we are of a giant. That's, that's a good, like, that's a good thing to like, uh, like theorize. Like, why are we more afraid of each other than we are of a giant beast? (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I guess we're more afraid of each other. I mean, if someone looks different, because I know how there's a lot of memes around like, oh, ha, would you date this girl with the white eyes and the skin melted off? I'm thinking it's fucked up looking at it. Right. But I guess more people are afraid of that. And I guess afraid of like actual monsters. That's what I'm saying. Man, um, but how did I get into mythology and monsters? That's so hard to like pin down. I think I was always like into like um I've always been into like myth and like high fantasy, I think, like Dang. since I was like a, a child or whatever. Um I can't, but I can't tell you like what set it off. That's kind of hard. Like I, I was like in love with Greek myth, obviously, because there was a lot of that are going around. And then I got into like Egyptian myth when I was in high school, Norse mythology. Like I had a whole mythology class. I love that class. We did like a, we did a project where we had to do our own pantheon. I wish I could find it. I don't know where it is uh, <laughs> because I made my own pantheon. It was really fun. Um, but yeah, like I, mythical creatures, have just always been really interesting to me um and I can't tell you like how I got into it I don't know I don't remember like like I said I was just all like ooh, I need to be into this and I was and I am now and there's no explanation (laughs) and I guess the good segue of mythology to reality to my love of true crime which I would recommend so I guess it's a good introduction to true crime I guess how I got into true crime because I used to work at a big name oil company and we just did on a computer I realized you know I should go listen to some music I'm thinking nah music's too distracting I should listen to podcasts so uh, the first podcast I listened to was Serial so and I think that's a really good gateway to like all things true crime and we was the murder of like it's a guy named Anand Syed who was accused and convicted of uh, of killing his ex-girlfriend, Heyming Lee. Mm-hmm. So, and then each episode goes back between, oh, this exonerates him. And then it goes back to, he probably did it. And it goes back and forth. So you're not sure it doesn't look good for him or, oh, this looks very good for him because you contact the Innocent Project and, you know, it was like the like 90s. So they talk about, oh, you, the ego of like Muslim men and everything. But this was pre 9-11. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting going back and forth. So I was thinking, I'm intrigued by this stuff. How do I go more into this true crime stuff? And then I look more into podcasts. And I think since I listened to nothing but podcasts, I listened to a lot of it. And then one of my other favorite podcasts I listened to, um, the last podcast to the left, I mean, I still listen to them today and they talk about everything, but most of the time it's like a serious subject, but with the children of God or anything else. So uh, they try not to make as much jokes. 
mm. or make fun of accents. I mean, they did like when they did like in Japan, uh, the Am Shirikyo, the guy who made a cult about levitating with his butt. Uh, they didn't do the accents, which was respectful. I mean, there are kind of like dubro humor a little bit, mm. but I enjoy uh, breaking out the intensity but if you want something serious and then also jump to like watching Netflix shows and coffeehouse murders and different types of like podcasts and shows and watching true crime and to be honest I guess I'm not really sure well that would kind of got me into it but before I wasn't really into murder or anything but I remember watching Dateline uh 60 Minutes with my mom and stuff and realized this guy probably murdered his wife I didn't murder my wife. Yes, you did. (laughs) (laughs) So do you ever like solve them before like they tell you the answer for those like true crime podcasts that like they do tell you the answer? Yeah, they do tell us the answer, but also maybe look at the justice system a little bit differently because I mean, because I remember with Jeffrey Dahmer where there's like three women told him like, hey, this kid is 14 years old. He's underage. He's probably drugged. Um, he needs help. And, the, and Jeffrey Dahmer being the white man, he is like, oh, you know, he's not 14, he's 18 years old. And we're just gay lovers having a quarrel. And the police officers believe the criminal Jeffrey Dahmer before they believe the other people. And then I also hear cases like police officers, oh, we checked three times, but we didn't see any dead bodies. I mean, they just turned a little bit. And then also another uh, true crime theory is like how to rig a drug scandal about this, um, I wanna say a toxicologist who did drugs, but she did such a good job of it. She always got the results that the prosecutor wants, but she puts people away for drugs that she's doing on the job. I mean, she's smoking crack on the job while people are getting convicted for having crack. Mm-hmm. It's insane. That's uh, the American justice system for you. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and I am exploring different types of true crime, like in Korea, one in South Africa with different types of people. So I'm thinking it's even crazier because I remember reading about a true crime story about a Black woman in South Africa um, who... She did a lot of work for like violence against women, but then also at the same time, she became in a violent abuse relationship herself with a guy who's like abusive, but he's on the outside like, oh, you know, I'm rich, I have these cars, I have a high raising hotel, but he was just flexing and in reality, he was broke. So just reading about those stories. This also scares me too, because it happens in reality. I mean, one that scared me was Richard Ramirez. Oh, Richard Ramirez. Because uh, his eyes are like really, really black, and I was watching the documentary, and they keep viewing up on his eyes, and I'm just thinking, why are these women lusting over this man? He's not even all that cute. Listen, again, like I be saying to y'all every time we bring up true crime, I need y'all to, be, I need y'all to get help because why, why do you like people like Jeffrey Dahmer and what's that other man's name? Uh, Ted Bundy. Yeah, why do you like them? <laughs> not even that this is the night stalker oh god keep him away yes (laughs) i mean that scared me too because you know it was on netflix and it just on his eyes i'm thinking (laughs) no time to watch something lighter yeah i don't i don't get it y'all listen psychologies (laughs) you need it psychologists um okay well i mean she's recommended a lot of 
podcast for y'all to go last podcast on the left or if you like youtube coffee house crime they're a little bit more serious um or i think i also watch another like canadian youtuber dang it matthew santoro but he doesn't go too much into like true crime and also ghost stories as well uh, whether you believe in them or not i thought they're very interesting to read indeed so go expand your mind children and know how to look out for a crazy serial killer it's the eyes i'm just kidding <laughs> like, yeah the black dark eyes i'm thinking yeah. that's just really uncomfortable yeah i mean she showed me and i was like oh my god um <laughs> uh, okay i will end it off on witchcraft um <laughs> I like witchcraft. Leave me alone. Um, I mostly like crystal use and um, I like sigils. So like, for instance, that my nobody can see. I love this is an audio medium like you guys don't need I have a I have a tattoo if you follow our Instagram, you'll be able to see it. Maybe I'll post a picture. Um, I have a tattoo. It's technically a sigil um, that I kind of designed myself technically though like I had my like kiwi like do the final thing because I can't draw to save my life <laughs> um but I had her like I designed the sigil myself essentially the one on my arm right now I'm gonna get another one don't tell my parents um <laughs> <laughs> the one on my arm essentially is the sigil for everyone to know and to remind me who I am and so like you'll see an arrow kind of pointing downwards that's that so like everybody that I meet like gives me good energy and um I can have a successful relationship with people I meet um mm -hmm. there's the flower so I have a flower for femininity on here and that is a hibiscus um I have it colored blue because like that's what society thinks is masculine but basically it's like the the balance of masculinity and femininity because I also have um this flower on here which is william's flower and it's the flower for masculinity and i have a colored red to show femininity so it's a balance of feminine and masculine and then i have a heart coming out the end of the inn because that is for me to give back love to the world oh so, yes that's my that's a sigil and a sigil you can there are like designs that you can find online but i recommend people draw their own sigils to mean different things you can do them for protection you can they don't have to be permanent like mine is on my skin um <laughs> you can you can kind of like like sometimes i'll draw them on the roof of my car like for protection like with my finger they're not permanent but i'll be like protect me or whatever um you can draw them for success like in a in a business meeting and so on and so forth so I think like I just really went into sigils but like I think that witchcraft honestly um is even though it has a really bad rap it can really be used to kind of help you um like bolster your faith and your confidence and your belief in yourself mm -hmm. um sigils are just one of the ways to do it I also really like crystals um let me be one well technically so the one i showed earlier is this is also a crystal like i said it's for guidance um and they're really pretty like you can wear them um but yeah like stones have different meanings um uh, like so this one is citrine this is the most common one 
Citrinas for success in business endeavors. So like you can just carry these things around your pocket, wear them in your around your neck, put them in jewelry. Um, and if you kind of give off the right energy, because I feel like that's a lot of what witchcraft is about. If you give off the right energy, you can get back the results that you want. So if you want to think about it that way practically, then witchcraft can be for everybody. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Positive vibes. Positive vibes. Um, but I feel like I dropped one of my crystals and I don't know where she is. I'll find you later. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, I think like, I think witchcraft has gotten a bad rap because of like the Salem witch trials. Fun fact, that was not the only place they had witch hunts. There was also some in Georgia. Ahaha, because the South can't let anyone beat them in anything. (laughs) (laughs) There was, yeah, there was a major witch hunt in Georgia. There were also European witch trials because if we did it, then our daddy definitely did it. (laughs) Um, And um, yeah, so there were just like, it wasn't just women, but it was primarily women. Let's be real. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, like it was just, it's, it was a lot of people where, you know, there was a lot of scares, like in fright around like the future industrialism, like things were changing. And so people were just kind of like pointing fingers left and right. If it seemed like, you know, anybody was practicing something that they didn't understand um so yeah i heard that it stopped because someone accused the governor's wife yep it's like it doesn't matter who you accuse just don't accuse those that are in power and thinking okay this has gone too far exactly that's pretty much it um uh that's why it stopped uh essentially um it's when you accuse the wrong person it's like okay well now y'all are being ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so um it gets a lot of, and of course, none of those people were practicing witchcraft. Let's also be clear. Like, like maybe a small ass percentage of them were actually practicing witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were accused for something entirely different that had absolutely nothing to do with witchcraft. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of interesting lore around like witchcraft, like, you know, and there's a lot of different sections of witchcraft. Like there's green witches, people who are really into like, planting and you know using plants for positive things i tried to get into green witchcraft but i'm bad even though my last name would make you think that i'd be good at green witchcraft i'm not um i have a succulent that's about it but the other two succulents died i never uh i never knew because they say oh you can't kill succulents they're invincible but i killed two i've killed a succulent before so like I don't know what people were talking about clearly I loved it too much but like yeah you can keep plants in witchcraft to represent your loved ones if you want like past or like present and like you water them and you be all like I hope you do good at work today and like so you can give them a little strength you know and be like you can do it best friend <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like you can use plants for medicinal purposes herbs and things like that um if you're a green witch you can do cooking spells you can do potions um you know but not love potions look at me <laughs> don't do love potions baby witches out there even though i technically am a baby witch um but like yeah, yeah don't do like voldemort yeah don't be <laughs> voldemort um but yeah, there's green witchcraft. There's um, there's eclectic witchcraft where you do a bunch of different things. 
Um, there is, why can't I think arcane witchcraft where you go into like different, like, uh, like really old practices. Um, there's divination obviously, which is what I do. Um, most of the time when I use tarot cards, haha, connection. Um, and a lot of other different like sections of witchcraft that you can go into. And just because you practice witchcraft doesn't mean you're a Wiccan and you doesn't have to even be spiritually tied. You could just again use it practically and be like, I'm gonna use this rock to help me at work today. Ha <laughs> yay. So yeah, um, look into like the history of witchcraft because it's really actually interesting i actually have a book um that i would like to recommend if i could find it on my kindle um that i read and that i like um it's pulling up somebody do the whatchamacallit theme song modern guide to witchcraft um and this is by uh sky alexander Mm mm-hmm so I'm reading that. It's a fun time. Um, but yeah, read up on the history of it because like you shouldn't shun things you don't understand. You should understand. And then you decide, you make that decision. Unless it's like the Holocaust and Nazism and then you should shun those without ever looking into them. I'm, I am curious to see what, where do you think that, why the, what is the alternate version of the Holocaust bad? Thinking my Kampf? Are they going to read my Kampf? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know what they're going to read. Listen, I'm going to put a hex on them. That's what I was just kidding. I don't practice hexes, guys. Calm down. (laughs) Don't come into my inbox and be all like, are you hexing me? No. Um, But yeah, um, how did I get into witchcraft? I don't know. I think I was into tarot and then I got into crystals and then I'm like, these both seem like things that have nothing to do with Catholicism. And so I just started looking into other religions and I got into Wiccanism and then I got into witchcraft. So that is a short explanation. I also can't, like many other things in my life, I can't pin down exactly when. Like I was just all like, I like this. I'm going to look into it. Yes, I looked into it. I mean, same thing with religion with me. I mean, I used to like Bill Maher, but to me, he seems too much like old man yells at cloud for me. <laughs> um, yeah. Funny. <laughs> yeah i mean because i remember he said the n-word like oh i'm a house nigga but i didn't leave him then i think for me what broke the camel's back was he was criticizing people like he doesn't understand all the uh sadness around stan lee because dan lee recently died and he said oh wow it's just a stupid comic book i mean that's why america's so behind because people read comic books and enjoy them i'm thinking of course he's like a 67 year old man and then also he was criticizing uh van life and millennials join vans and aoc but it's a whole can of worms with that man right it's just all like mm, do not do not anger the nerds about their god how dare you <laughs> yeah i mean there's the same guy that also praised um the author of playboy damn i forgot what the dude's name is Hefner? yes no. yes yeah mm-hmm. y'all are listen be careful um yeah so like if you're interested in like alternative religions like i would suggest that you go to your library again kids go to the library 
it's a fun place for you um, to learn things. But like, I would encourage you to kind of like, please don't go on TikTok and look at these little like baby witches, like, cause they, they're doing some, like some of them are cool. Some of them are doing weird shit. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Some of them are doing weird, questionable shit. So, like, get your information from, like, books. Or, like, <laughs> I mean, like, maybe, like, try and see if you can find a coven or something. Because they're not that scary. Like, I, I I, promise you. They're probably just a bunch of, like, really, like, eccentric girls who like to meet up every week and, like, discuss <laughs> what spell they did. It's not that big of a deal. So, like, you know, learn. You know, learn right. some more about witchcraft. <laughs> it's a fun time and like you know voodoo and all of those things that hollywood has made you to believe is bad yes and also i guess different areas because i remember we, uh, at my high school i was given one of those action bibles that say whoa don't believe in evolution and stay away from harry potter what oh my god what the fuck <laughs> yeah i have to go look through my room and show you that action bible it's cringe i'm not sure if i even still have it <laughs> right hopefully you don't because who wants that negative juju in their room <laughs> um, <laughs> who wants that negative bullshit um but yeah, uh, that's pretty much it for all the weird, freaky shit that I like that other people are like, why, Nikki Alley? <laughs> yeah, true crime. And I guess I weird people out when I cite like certain facts I learned from it. The fact is like when you die and after you die, your stomach flows to the top because all the gas gravel comes in your stomach. I find that interesting. My sister finds that fucking weird. But she enjoys true crime. And surprisingly, so does my niece. Um, Munchie, Munchie. Of course she does. <laughs> Munchie likes a lot of things that I'm just like, oh, Munchie, you're so cute. <laughs> and I love that I'm hopeful for Gen Z because, you know, she is equipped with a lot more language to communicate things that we weren't like bi- non-binary, pansexual, gender neutral, mm-hmm. and how to communicate. Because she's hardcore and a Catholic, but she says she's not homophobic. And that's what we need, more of Munchie because that's what the catholic church needs y'all uh and let the church say amen (laughs) Um, i also love rainy days mm -hmm, they're best they're a1 for sleeping they really are oh my god i love oh get put me in a thunderstorm i'm knocked out like a baby when hurricane (laughs) harvey came that girl was sleeping like just and my parents were like what is wrong with you and i'm like water soothes me (laughs) (laughs) soothing um but that's it we gonna take a quick break and then we gonna come back and do something fun yay go Okay, we're back and we're going to play some some quizzes to see if we will survive. So Bell Mars has a quiz about if we survive a horror movie. And then I have a quiz about if we survive the Salem witch trials. <laughs> <laughs> so you can go first, Bell Mars. Wait, where did you find this quiz? This one I found on, of course, our favorite BuzzFeed. It's time to test if you could survive a horror or not. So this was published on March 28th. March 28, 2021, made by Mbay007. Nice. Okay. Wait, hold on. Uh-oh. No, best friend, you paused. No. Wait. Oh, there you are. 
Sorry, you paused that whole time. We caught none of that. Hold on. Oh, my bad. So, you know, it's so it's finally time to test if you could survive a horror movie or not by mbay007 off of buzzfeed so the first question what makes you unique you're dumb but likable you're a cool jock you're pretty and blonde or you're a virgin i'm gonna go with horror movie standards not to put myself out there you're a virgin you're hanging at a party and everything seems fine what are you doing Flirting, you're looking to hook up tonight, staying on guard. You heard about the legends at this place, drinking parties are not fun when you're sober, teasing a nerd. Who invited them? (laughs) (laughs) That's rude. I'm not teasing a nerd. Okay, wait, what are the other options? Flirting, you're looking to hook up tonight. Okay. Drinking, parties aren't fun when you're sober or staying on guard. You heard about the legends about this place. I'm staying on guard. (laughs) You hear a noise. What do you do? <laughs> One, do you investigate alone? You're super brave. Investigate, but with a friend because you know you can outrun. You know you can, oh, so leave someone for bait. Look for a weapon, nothing. You're not scared. The stirs are just an urban legend. Oh, look for a weapon. <laughs> you found a dead body. What do you do? Call the police. They'll definitely arrive quickly and help you. grab the car keys you're getting out of here cry a lot or lock yourself in a room and wait for sunrise Hmm. what would you do (laughs) grab the keys i'm getting out of here yeah that sounds like what i would do all right let's do that your friend has an unexplained bite mark they swear it wasn't from a zombie what do you do they're lying <laughs> chop their arm off to stop the spread of the virus kill them not now's not the time to take risks nothing you trust your friend mm-hmm. or wait until they turn you hate to kill your friend when you don't need to um no i'm chopping their arm off <laughs> <laughs> bitch because what not you saying it's not from a zombie why is it bleeding then what else bites you and it bleeds a dog. Why Just would a dog, dog bite. bite you? <laughs> I don't know. It's a rabid dog. It's not a zombie, dude. First of all, I would hope that you would never lie to me about being bitten by a zombie, though, Mars, because I would hope that you would want to turn into a zombie and eat my brains. Okay. I hope that well, you like <laughs> Nikki Ali chopped my arm off so that the spread doesn't happen. <laughs> Unless there's an antidote. Okay, you're chopping my arm off. Thank. Hopefully it's my right hand because I'm left-handed. You probably quick the killer's coming where will you hide this room with knives and other soft objects seems safe don't hide run hide under the bed you can escape quicker when the killer's and whooping or stand your ground you're not down you're not going down without a fight um i'm gonna hide in the room with some sharp objects because i can throw them at him Yeah, because I'm not sure how big the killer is. If it's like Jason Voorhees, who's like seven feet tall, who's like built like Shaq, who does hockey, I'm not going to fight them. I listen, if I am hiding from Jason Voorhees, like, and he finds me, I'm throwing a, like a knife near his junk or something because he's too tall for me or his like stomach. And then I'm running, I'm booking it out of there. I'm like, ah! Okay. <laughs> You knock the killer unconscious. What's next? Double tap. Better be safe than sorry. Unmask them. You need to know who's behind this. Run or take a deep breath. You need to. 
you need a minute to collect yourself killing them off the bat i'm not like risking anything <laughs> double tap better safe than sorry indeed you're the sole survivor how you, you <laughs> definitely be the person who survives and tells the tale of the horrors you and your friends encounter after coming face to face with the kill you find some way to outwit them and escape but beware even though you always got away this time doesn't mean you'll survive the sequel I don't want to be in the sequel. I'm moving out of the town. Like I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing this. No. <sighs> okay. Are you ready to see if you would have survived the way Salem witch trials? Oh yeah. I'm ready. Uh, are you a woman? <laughs> this, is the first this, is by yes, in, this is by in nine in basically if y'all were wondering um, from Buzzfeed um mm -hmm. so uh we are women yes uh, do you have any birthmarks uh i guess i do like on my pinky i have a i have a a heart on my palm right here you oh, can't okay. see it in the in this lighting my shitty lighting but yes i have a heart so yes we have both marks can we swim uh i can swim decently i'm not an olympic swimmer but put me out I'll try to like tread water as long as I can I'm a okay swimmer how knowledgeable are you about first aid <laughs> kind of very or not at all <laughs> um I was certified in first aid twice so your favorite been, it's been a while since I've been certified so you want to say kind of <laughs> all right let's say kind of <laughs> you have controversial opinions yes no depends on the topic yes but I keep them to myself I, I say it depends on the topic. Yeah, it depends on the topic for me too. Um, we have a whole podcast called <laughs> Are you a feminist? Yes. <laughs> How would your friends describe you? Intelligent, strong, compassionate, non-confrontational, unique, or aloof? Okay, <laughs> let me see. How would I describe Belmars? Um, probably unique. Yeah, I think yeah nikki i was very passionate thank you um we can't pick two answers so i'm gonna pick unique <laughs> are you double jointed and no i'm not no i'm not either can you recognize different plant species um <laughs> a little bit yeah we'll say some. yeah i'll say some do you ever talk to yourself all the time oh, yes. sometimes rarely or never a lot sometimes I talk to myself I mean I still wear masks because I like to mortar to myself because my lips are moving people say are you okay I'm thinking I'm fine yeah I talk to myself all the time people who live in this complex whoever hear me are like who the fuck is she talking to <laughs> <laughs> me damn it okay so it says we survived Congrats. yay I'm but only because we fled before going to trial <laughs> Oh, they were gonna kill us but we outwitted them so congratulations us we've fled from a horror movie and we survived the witch trials <laughs> unless they make us switch trials too and then the crossover <laughs> crossover it's a movie and also our real life <laughs> we're to die. Oh my based God. on a true story exactly oh well friends 
you too should see if you will survive a horror movie or a Salem witch trial. <laughs> um, but as for us, that's it. We have to go and make sure that, you know, the British monarchy doesn't come and take us out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> everybody get your vaccines or wear your masks. Um, be safe out there when you're trick-or-treating with your kids or your pets or whatnot. Yeah, or whatever you do so be safe um i'm planning on going to a concert with my significant other i'm not sure clown someone excuse <laughs> violence uh my partner's dressing up as a cheeto a hot cheeto with shades hot <laughs> yeah i was surprised because we went to spirit halloween today and he said i found my costume i'm thinking can you fit that is an adult size i'm thinking Okay, you're a Cheeto and I'm going to be the play, a sexy play doctor. You know what? What better combination is there? None. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I, I have no plans yet. <laughs> There's like a food festival going on in like a week or so. And I was like, maybe I'll go to that. We'll see. But um, yeah, I still have to decorate my door. I haven't done it. <laughs> oh i'm so behind there's too much going on um but yeah everybody be safe don't take candy from strangers unless there are strangers in your neighborhood um and (laughs) that you live next to that you don't suspect maybe a pedophile a sex offender or some sort of serial killer do they have eyes as black as night look into them and find out (laughs) Um, uh yeah and uh i guess we'll see y'all next time Okay, bye, guys. Bye, hoes.